Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 252 of today's uh, study pod- of this daily study podcast. Sorry for not uh, uploading the episode yesterday. Uh, it was recorded but it just wasn't uploaded so you kind of get a double dose today. Uh, but please do enjoy uh, the episodes. Uh, we are st- continuing continuing our study of the book of Isaiah, chapters 40 to 49, in the week of uh, September the 19th to September the 25th. And today we are moving into chapter 43, starting with some more discussion about how uh, the Lord um, calls us his servants. And throughout the uh, the sections calls others his servants, um, and so we shall consider uh, how it applies to us, uh, how we are his servants, uh, and uh, what we can see as well about um, how his power is greater than our power, uh, than the world's power, and indeed our power as well, which we'll get to when we get to chapter 47. So starting off in verse 1, it says, But now thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by my thy, that by thy name thou art mine. Remember that throughout these chapters there is a great sense of comfort, hope, and peace. That as opposed to the um, pronouncements of judgments and future events uh, that Isaiah gave in the first section, uh, first half of the book, this half is more focused on uh, comforting, reassuring, and. Uh, making sure that we know that he is there for us. Notice that it says again, I have called thee by by thy name. Again, this indication that he knows us personally, one by one, and he will be able to strengthen and help us. S. Skilford Nielsen said this, quote, When winds blow in our lives, where is our focus? Remember, there is always one reliable source of strength and courage. The arms of Jesus extend to us just as they extended, extended to Peter. As we reach for him, he will lovingly rescue us. We are his. He will prevail in your life if you let him. The choice choice is yours. Close quote. So um, we again get this comforting, reassuring message um, that he is our Lord, our saviour, and that he will protect us. In verse 9, we are introduced to the fact that nations shall be taught the gospel. Uh, and in verse 10 it says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no, there was no other God formed, neither shall there be after me. Now, uh, a couple of things here. First of all, the witnesses part. We are invited and called to be witnesses of 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 the saviour and we are asked that we share our witness share our testimony uh, this coming sunday um, we have our fast and testimony meeting obviously i know some areas may do it after the week after general conference or the week before we're doing it this week uh, and it is something which um, we can all bear witness of that the saviour is indeed the saviour <laughs> that jesus christ is our saviour uh, in verse 11, I, even I, and the Lord, and beside me there is no saviour. So when we learn about, um, you know, the principles of in Isaiah and the prophecies of those who are 
prophesied to be the saviour. Of course, we are talking about Jesus Christ. But notice here in verse 10, it talks about uh, how he is God and there is no other God formed before him and there won't be after him. Now, some obviously point this out and um, use it to argue about how, firstly, that uh, there wasn't other gods before our, our Heavenly Father, uh, and also that after him there won't be, which, you know, obviously our doctrine in the church is that we can become like our Heavenly Father. So the question remains, well, how does that work with this verse? I'd like to point out two things. Firstly, and I guess this depends on if you as, an, in, as a Christian believe in the Trinity or not, um, this is Jesus Christ speaking. So we believe this is Jesus Christ speaking as Jehovah. And very specifically, we believe in the Godhead, meaning that Jesus is one distinct individual and God the Father is a distinct individual. So if this is to be believed in the sense of there is no other God before or after ever, then um, who, where does God the Father fit into it? Of course, uh, those who would argue against our belief of no other gods before or, or after the God that we worship, then they would say, well, this is because of the Trinity and how they are actually one God. Um, it's just three just individuals who aren't the same person. So the other point I'd like to make then about that mm. is that um, you can have a focus. And I think what, and for me, what this is saying is that for us living on the earth today, there is no other God um, that we should be focusing on before or after um, the Lord, that he is the one that, that needs our worship and that he is the one that we should be worshipping uh, because if we focus on him, we can receive the blessings of eternal life through over time. Uh, and for us living now, today, there is no other God that we need to know about. There is no other God that we need to know afterwards. Um, this doesn't mean that there will not be other beings that can reach, um, you know, the the power and understanding of God uh, and, the, and that there wasn't before God either, but uh, that there is a recognition that on the earth now for our salvation, there is just one God we need to worry about. That's how I understand that. Uh, and I think I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, obviously, because, you know, the scriptures are important. Um, of course, there could well be uh, translation errors over hundreds of years and different multiple translations as well. Uh, so that, that's, that's another a third possibility as well, of course. But um, for me, that's that understanding of what we need to know now uh, and who we need to bear witness of, importantly, in that verse, because it talks about witnesses, then I think that's how that relates. So would be intrigued to hear your thoughts on that verse, though, because obviously it's important to be able to discuss and understand verses, which sometimes uh, seemingly may teach uh, against things that we believe, but... I thought that was a, an interesting one to consider. So uh, we move forward um, and again we have more um, promises by the Lord that he will do mighty miracles to bring us peace and comfort. For example, verse 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Um, the number of things that this could be referring to, uh, could be referring to the restoration and the the spirit and the knowledge that springs forth out of that that was in the dry desert and the wilderness of the great apostasy it could be in our own personal lives uh, we could have a new thing in our lives we could have the spirit testify to us again of his 
um, divinity and we could connect with him again, bringing forth um, the living water into a desolate dry place in our lives. Uh, it could be a number of things that we're referring to here. Uh, but in verse uh, 25, um, I love this. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake. I will not and will not remember thy sins. It is a great blessing and comfort to know that the Lord does blot out sins, that he remembers them no more, and that we can move forward knowing that uh, he will forgive us and it is it is gone. Um, President Boy K. Packer taught, quote, A great contribution to Christian doctrine is the explanation in the Book of Mormon of how justice and mercy and repentance and forgiveness work together to erase transgressions. The discouraging idea that a mistake, or even a series of them, makes it everlastingly too late does not come from the Lord. He has said that if we will repent, not only will he forgive our transgressions, but he will forget them and remember our sins no more. Repentance is like soap. It can wash sin away. Ground in dirt may take the strong may take the strong detergent of discipline to get the stains out, but out they will come. Close quote. Um, the Lord promises that he will, that we can have um, salvation and that our sins can be forgiven, and He will remember them no more. Of course, it may take us longer to move past them and and not um, return to them and forget them. Uh, but that's because mortality has a way of doing that with us. And also it's a reminder to us to not do it again. Um, but it does not mean that the Lord has not forgiven us, if that is the case. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the study. We'll move into Isaiah 44. We are slowly making our way through this section. We'll see what we can get to cover before the end of the week. But please do join us again tomorrow for the other half of our episodes. Until we meet again. <laughs>